Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. The good news is VAR didn't get involved. But apart from that, I can't think of anything else that was good. Well, you know what? Honestly, I liked uh, I liked seeing uh, Thiago in there. I thought he definitely added a bit of creativity. I loved Shaq. Um, he might not have been the best player on the field, but I just like what he brings. Um, but and and I don't know. This might not be a popular view, but I don't know, man. I'm just like done with the front three. Like I'm done hearing about them. I'm done, you know, the reverence that's given to them. I'm done hearing how like five years ago they were good. Like. I'm just, I'm not seeing much. Yeah. Yeah. On Shaq, um, I think he was good. It was nice to see him from the start. The way the game went, it would have been a nice option, him coming on uh, in the 60th minute, let's say, just to to do something different because we didn't really have anybody to come on and change the game. But um, yeah, I was happy to see him start. And with the front three, I agree. They haven't played like this um, fabled front three that we all talk or the media talks about um, Mane really is the only one that I would, that I I'm consistently happy with or content with Salah and Firmino are just too hit and miss. And Salah, he just, he needs to, he needs to look around and see what's on the field and not try to dribble everything all the time. So it's funny you say that I'm actually looking at the stats. So between all three of them, they only got one shot on target which I'm sorry, like, I, I feel like this is a recurring theme. Um, they're just, they're not hitting the target. And amazingly, the only one who hit the target was Firmino, who actually had four shots at net. Uh, Salah had three and none on, and Mane had not had only one shot at net, none on. So, I mean, I actually agree with you. Watching the game, I would have said Salah, uh, Mane was probably the guy that brought it the most. He seemed to have the most energy, the most active, most involved. Um, and and Salah seemed to get the ball a lot and seemed like he was about to become dangerous, but then he just never did. He seemed to lose the ball constantly. And I mean, I, I don't know if if he's forgotten the footwork that made him famous. Like I, I honestly I don't know what it is. But he's just he's not delivering. I think I think teams have just learned how to how to defend against them. I think that's all it is, because even I agree that they're not their shot accuracy has leaves a lot to be desired. But watching the game, I didn't see many opportunities for them to take better shots. I think they just we weren't making enough space for ourselves as a team to 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 create really solid opportunities. Yeah, and and it might just come back to like just something as simple as exactly what you said. Teams have figured out how to defend us. It's been. You know, this front three have been together, what, three years now? Four years? Something like yeah, that. Maybe four. And, you know, our midfield with Genie and uh, uh, has been kind of, okay, Tiago's new, Shaq is new, but for the most part, we're playing the same way we did for years. So, you know, it's eventually you get figured out and you either need to be playing that well, which we're not, or you need to add something new. And we haven't added anything new. Like, you know, I, I will say for Genie, I was actually a little bit impressed at the beginning of the game. He seemed to come out with a bit more of a directness and a bit more of a, a forward thinking frame of mind. But uh, that seemed to die off quickly going back to the regular Genie. But he did show some signs of maybe being able to facilitate a bit. I didn't, 
I wasn't happy with his game. He 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 played a decent game, but he he played like Genie, right? Does for Liverpool, where I I I tend I thought that he slowed down a lot of our possession, where rather than either pushing forward or looking for a quick pass, he would just hesitate, and then the opportunity was lost, and then all of a sudden he finds himself in trouble, which he gets out of, but then we end up going back anyway. So, yeah, I I I think, and I'm sure that Klopp and team are already looking to see what they can do with the formation to to get the best out of the the team because the front three are not delivering the the fullbacks are are not pushing as high anymore because we don't have defenders in the team anymore and i thought henderson in fact i thought allison fabinho and henderson were the best players and tiago so i mean i'm gonna say something and you're being like you're insane but at this point to save our season if we could only buy one player, I actually think it might need to be a forward. Because teams are not scoring at will on us. We're giving up what? We gave up none. Last, what was it? Last week, we didn't give up any or the week, you know, one goal, zero goals, one goal, maybe two. Like, we're not giving up a ton. And our big seven goal where we gave up seven, uh, you know, we actually had Van Dyke in there. So I don't think our defense is the problem here. Like they might be playing a little bit differently, but they're solid. We're just not creating anything at the front. Yeah, and and the reason for that is because the way that we create in the front is through the fullbacks, but they're not playing their game because they're defending or they're they're they realize that they can't sit it or they have to sit a little bit deeper, and we're relying on the front three to just create some magic, which they will not do every single game, right? Because they're not forwards, they're not wingers, they're not that creative. They're just skillful, but they're not creators per se and um yeah I, I agree with you the complication now is Diogo Jota I know he'll come back and he will score goals but I, I'm, I am concerned that we would be relying too much on him to get us out of this and he is really the least experienced out of them so that that's putting unnecessary pressure on him well what I'll say for Jota is I definitely noticed a huge increase in um the output of the front three when Jota was firing. I mean, when Jota came in and was scoring game in, like every game he was in, um, you know, the front three definitely noticed and upped their game. And I almost feel, and maybe I'm doing them a disservice, maybe it's something else, but it almost feels like maybe a little bit of a letdown since he's gone out because they know their positions are safe. I don't know. Um, I mean, a few individual things that I'll comment on. Um, I think it was in the 27th minute where... Um, uh, Pogba got a, a free kick and I'm just, I'm still beside myself. Like they moved the ball. I've, I've watched it several times. They moved the ball a good seven to 10 feet forward from where it was. And honestly, I don't put that on the ref because the ref has lots of stuff to do. It should be a Liverpool player standing there, not letting him move the ball. And we simply do not contest that where when that happened, Bruno Fernandez uh, when we got a free kick in the second half, Bruno Fernandes stood right in front of that ball and made sure it did not move forward. Like, th- to me, that's a basic thing. You know, giving them an extra 7 to 10 feet to move the ball towards your goal on a free kick is just, you can't do it. You can't allow that, and we do it all the time. So I, I didn't like that. The other one was, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about, you know, Joe Gomez not knowing how to head. But I, I don't know if like Joe Gomez is out, so Alexander Arnold has decided to take on that uh, title. Because man, uh, 
I don't know on on that chance that uh, that they had. He just completely whiffed on the ball, and thank God Mane came to help him. I think there was a thirtieth minute, thirty second, thirty third, something like that. Do you remember the one yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I do, and and also the one where he tried to head it back to Allison and headed it for a corner. Yeah, straight out. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's being found out for being a little bit too cavalier. And in previous seasons, he was able to get away with that because of the way the team played. He was able to kind of come up with a good assist, but not necessarily have to put in that much effort. Not to say he doesn't work hard, but it is it is being be, becoming evident that he's just a little bit too casual. And I don't know what the answer is. Was his heading always that bad? It was never great. His heading, his defending, any part of his game except oh. his, his feet. His defending, we always knew. Yeah. I mean, and and he's probably maybe a little bit worse than he was before. But I'll 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 give I'll put that down to you know he might be having a little bit of a lull, and people have you know scouted him better. Okay, fine. But the heading to me is just a surprise. Like he's like just completely whiffing on the ball, like not even close. Yeah, and he probably the probably the reason why we haven't noticed it is he would never have had to have been in those positions in the past because Van Dyke and well. I was going to say Gomez, but uh, so I, I suppose Van Dyke would always be the one coming and getting those headers. Hey, 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 let's let's be honest here. If I told you right now Gomez is back next week, wouldn't you be beyond thankful? Absolutely. So then let's not criticize the man too much. He's, yeah. uh, I mean, for, for whatever we might not like about him and, and his heading is definitely not up there. He's got a lot of great skills that we could definitely use right now. But I mean, full, uh, you know, full credit to Fabinho and and Hendo. Uh, I thought they played a great game. I was just about to ask you a question. As well as they played, and I'm kind of caught in two minds right now. I'm I'm thinking if we don't buy a center back, which you believe we won't, and if Matip continues to remain injured, do we either stick with Fabinho Henderson at the back for every game until the end of the season? Or do we stick with a midfield of Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, and just go for it, and then put Phillips and Williams or whoever else at the back? So, um, what I would say to that is, I think, I think this game told me all I needed to know, which is not that I have anything against Henderson. I think he's he's a fantastic um, leader, and 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 I love him. But we need height at the back, and and you know, Fabinho is tall i mean i think he's six one or six two or something and that's okay um but you know nat phillips back there 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 were i mean they didn't get a lot of corners i think their first corner for man U was in like the 50th minute or something like that so they didn't get a lot but man when they're crossing it in it was just it it was really up to can they put the ball where they want it and time the jump because we weren't offering much resistance and that can't continue. Like we're going to get burned on that a lot if we don't address the height at the back. And so I would, I would at this point take Nat Phillips to be honest. So, would you have Fabinho, Henderson, and Thiago in our midfield, and then put Nat Phillips with whoever else at the back? And my question is really um, because I want Henderson and Fabinho to play together. So my question is, do we stick them at the back together, or do we put bring them back in the midfield together? Because we 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 do need to change something in our front six, right? The front three are not going anywhere, and our midfield is not creating or not imposing themselves to to create space for the front three. And I I think that Fabinho Henderson and Thiago would do much better. 
So what I would say is I, I agree with you. I think the front three aren't producing, but I think that the answer is needs to be more, um, more wholesome than just the simple, uh, shuffle around the personnel because that's, that's just not working. Um, I think what you need is you need to rethink the four, the four, three, three. I think I would put, um, Fabinho and, and Phillips at the back. Um, we, oh, or Matip and Phillips at the back, if Matip comes back. And I think I would sit, um, Fabinho and, uh, and, uh, Tiago as the defensive midfielders. And then you could have a more offensive midfielder, which frankly, I think would make more sense to have Firmino in there. I agree too, because that's where he is anyway. And then you can have yourself a front three with like Shaq or something who is, you know, more dangerous on the shot or maybe even uh, Ox. I mean, he hasn't looked good in the midfield. Maybe try him as a forward, um, like something. Like, I feel like, like we, we can't just keep rolling out the four, three, three. It's, it's just not working. Um, so I would legitimately think of, of a, a midfield that has Fab and uh, Tiago as the sitting midfielders. And then your, your third midfielder can push much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Because as good as we've been doing defensively with Fabinho back there, there's no point tying and losing games, right? We, we may, we need to score goals. So I'm okay conceding one or two more goals if we score three. Yeah, I mean, I, I said from the beginning when uh, when uh, Van Dyke went down and Gomez went down, I my preference would have been to go back to heavy metal football. Yeah. You know what? We give up three goals a game, but we'll score four. And And I know it seemed weird at the time, but I think now that we look at it, we're seeing we're getting, you know, we're not scoring. And yay, we're not conceding a ton, but we're not winning games. So, you know, losing games and tying games, you know, 0-0-1-1 or losing one nothing. who cares if you lose 5-3? Like, exactly. you know, in we, we were winning at a better clip when we were playing heavy metal football. So I don't know why we decided not to go back to that. Um, I, I understand you don't want to move back, but I think the personnel would have suggested that we go back. Well, to be fair... It- the, the changes we made were working until these last four games, right? Pretty much until Jota was out. Our, because we were creeping up the table, you know, slowly but surely. And if not for this little blip or this reality check, which it probably really is, then we would have been um, in a much better situation. And there would have been no need to go back to, to heavy metal football. So I'll actually disagree with you on the reality, on the reality check. I actually don't see this as a reality check for anyone, but man, you, I mean, in the way that we knew, um, we knew we were a very good team. We knew we were a very good possession team. Um, and we knew we were a team that generates lots of chances. And we did that today. We also knew before this game that we couldn't hit the net and that we weren't converting. And that's exactly what we did. So, I mean, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying in terms of reality check, but I don't know. I didn't leave, I didn't leave the game today thinking something significantly different. It's not like we were dominated. It's not like, you know, man, you had their way with us. We controlled the pace. We had the majority of the possession. We had the majority of the chances. Um, you know, we did everything kind of the way we always do. And as, as per usual, which is lately we didn't finish. 
Yeah, and by reality check, I mean, is this actually the reality of where we are as a team? Or is this a blip that we're going to play ourselves out of? What was the blip? These last four games or the the Crystal Palace game? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I don't know. I think a, a mix of both. Because I, I, I think the front three are not clicking. And that could just be a, a matter of being found out. And, you know, um, I don't know that that gets better necessarily. I think seeing Jota come in and work that well suggests that maybe defenses have um, tailored their approach to Liverpool um, to such a degree that anything different um, can can be a huge advantage to us. Which I got to ask you, um, you know, Origi came in and we've talked about selling him, obviously. Um, I don't know. He came in and, and I know he had only one real rush, but... That rush was full of power and full of, uh, um, you know, he he fought the guy off. And I feel like we don't get enough of that right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I was actually very happy with, with what he did when he came on because he did some, he, he, it was a difference to what we've been doing for the last uh, 80 minutes or whatever it was. Um, it's just too bad that he didn't have an opportunity to shoot. Once again, we were dilly-dallying with our free kicks and corners. Just whip it in for goodness sake. Yeah, and, and again, the, the more direct approach. Pass up the ball and let him fight for it. Because when we pass, I so I, I'm, I'm just, I just don't understand anymore. Like, we keep doing that for Salah, and he simply doesn't win any of those. Right. But if you put Origi up there, oh, he'll win some of those, which he clearly showed. He, that was, that Origi on that play, if he showed up every game, oh, I want him to start. Because that guy is power and pace, and you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be okay dropping Firmino back into midfield and then having Origi playing down the middle and um, Mane and Salah's wingers. That might be a nice way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. Again, because it, it's just, it offers something so different. And, yeah. and especially when they switch. Like, in a way, I found when Salah and Mane switched in this game, like they switched sides, it was interesting. But I felt like it wasn't a complete change. Like, you know, it's not like you took a, a high skill footwork guy and changed them with a pure power and pace guy. Right. right? Like where when you brought in Origi, that was just complete change. Right. Yeah, and it, it was it was clear that the defense didn't know what to do with them. What to on, do, yeah. Yeah, on that one chance. So that's I've always been a big fan of having guys that are totally different for a change of pace. Um yeah. So I mean, too, too too long to bring him on. I know. I don't know what it would take to get him to bring guys on in the 60th or 70th minute. Um, the one thing I will say, I mean, about you know getting exposed, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say that Man U got exposed. I I think it was clear who the better team today was. Um, but I I just sit there and you know I know who was it? I think it was Luke Shaw said that the Man U dressing room was upset because they really wanted to win today. That was not a team that wanted to win. That was a team that hoped they could, you know, uh, squeak a win here and there. And that was a team that was in the like 90th minute walking up the field for a corner because they were trying to delay as much as possible. That was not a team that wanted to win. So for all the talk that Solskjaer has about, you know, how good they want to be and all that, they basically handed the title to uh, Man City today, if you ask me. Yeah, they're not winning the title. Well, I mean, if if they if they had won today, they would at least have been 
in control of their own destiny, where now Man City has a game in hand and can move ahead of them on that one game in hand. So, I mean, they came they came to Liverpool today with a desire for a tie. I, I didn't see a team that wanted to win. And yeah. I didn't see a team that knew how to generate a whole lot of top quality chances against good competition. They were clearly, you know, we can't finish, but we were still the better team. They were, they were just playing their game, right? They're playing to their strengths and that's what they do. They, they sit deep and defend and then they attack with pace and hope to nick, nick a winner. Um, I was happy with the way that we dealt with uh, Fernandez. I, I, I mean, he's a good player, but I don't think, I don't, I think his goals and assists mask the fact that he's, he doesn't, he's not really that all round of a player. So I think, uh, especially at the beginning of the game, I think um, Tiago sat on him a lot. So when we lost the ball, Tiago looked for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he definitely got frustrated about the fact that the chances weren't rolling like they do against some of the lesser teams. Um, you know, if you're if you're going to talk about, you know, again, Tiago is a bit of our creator in the midfield. And I would say Fernandez is their creator in the midfield. Um, it was a non-contest of who is the better guy. Um Fernandez, at least to some degree, seemed to care where, you know, most of the other team doesn't always care. Most of Man U doesn't always care. But again, I I would agree with you. I I thought he was okay at best. Um, I didn't think he really demonstrated a whole ton. Um, And, you know, that's kind of, you know, everyone on on the Man U team. I, I didn't think there was anybody there that really put in a spectacular showing. And And to be honest, I mean... You know, I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, what was it two years ago when everyone was on uh, Jose Mourinho for you know his park the bus tactics? Oh, that's not the man you weigh, and blah blah blah. Like, did I miss something? Because this seems like it's you know park the bus take two. Yeah, yeah, they just have some better players right now. But but so- realistically, they're playing the same method, except they're just parking the bus with different players. Yeah, I think the difference with the Mourinho team was with that team, the way they were playing, I didn't see any way that they could win consistently. With this team, I can understand why they win consistently and they get on runs, but they're not good enough to win the title, absolutely. But I can see how you put a bunch of good players together and you play defensively and hope for the break. Yeah, you are going to win a lot of games. Which, I guess, here's my next question. Should we think about doing that? Um... No, we don't have the right players for that. Yeah, I know. But at the end, I, I don't know. It feels like basically Man City and Liverpool play to attack. Maybe Leeds as well. Yeah. But, I mean, Tottenham play on the defense. Uh, Man U play on the defense. Leicester play on the defense. Chelsea, I guess, play forward. But, I mean, it's it's kind of amazing. There's more and more teams are taking up the the park the bus attitude and try to nick one. Yeah. And and again I'm I'm after all the 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 talk and you know all of that for Man U to come to Liverpool and play basically play for a tie. I don't know I I kind of I thought when when Solskjaer was talking about you know this is really going to be a test for us. I thought he legitimately meant like you know we want to test ourselves against the champion as opposed to we just want to be another team that can say we tied Liverpool. Yeah. So speaking of Liverpool, I, I, I just checked in the last 
four games, we've taken 17 shots, three of those games, and 11 in the others. So we've we've taken 62 shots in the last four games, and we've only hit 10 on target. And of those, I think we've only scored one goal. So all of those averages are less than what we normally get. Yeah, right. So there's there's clearly something that needs to change with the the way the team is playing together and the the way they expect to score. We're, we're, we're taking we're not taking enough quality shots, and when we do take them, they're well they're they're not accurate. But, but I think the main thing is because you can look at the stats and you can infer anything. But having watched the games, we're not we're not taking enough quality shots. We're not creating enough quality opp- opportunities, or or, or what we're, we're not taking enough quality shots, and then we end up just skewing shots that we probably should not be taking. So I would actually go the other way, which is I think that we're not we're not generating the quality that we used to generate. So I think we need to change what we're doing and uh start shooting like you know the the shot that Shaq took and deflected off a a manu player and went out of bounds for a corner you know what that could just as easily have deflected off him and gone in the top corner so if if we can't seem to hit the net right now just take the shots and hope for a bounce hope for a tip hope for a deflection and we try to score that way because it's not working. Whatever we're doing now is not working. And until we figure it out, we need to start putting more shots on net because what's what we're doing now is is just not good enough. So I, I hear what you're saying, but until we figure out how to get those better chances, I think we need to take more shots in, in dangerous positions. Like we had the ball in the box a lot and it didn't even result in a shot. Right. And And that's just not good enough. And, and again, I'm not going to put it all on Salah, but I mean, legitimately, like when you get the ball in the box, you know, at least one out of every two times, you need to have a shot that that's of some danger. And I definitely don't feel like we're at that point. Yeah, it, it, it also helps if we score early. And and so, yeah, at, at the very least in the first 20, 15 minutes, we, we should be shooting a lot. We should be shooting early. Yeah, I I will say I did like by the in the second half when we were having a hard time, Tiago started trying to take it upon himself a little bit. Yeah. To uh to take that shot and generate something, which I like and honestly I'd like to see that more. Um Yeah, and 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 I'd say he he could be our most important player for the rest of the season if he can stay fit because he has the experience to know what what every situation calls for um in the way that maybe the other players may not because we've pretty much just been this engine that steamrolled for the past two two and a half seasons and now they're coming up to a possibility of being outside the top four which is a whole new battle right so when we were fighting for top four we were a different team we were a lot of the same players but we were a different team and i just hope they have some muscle memory uh, with that um but I think that uh, Tiago will be essential in any uptake of form. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I guess what I'm excited to see is I'm excited to see Tiago um, with uh, Jota. Because I feel like Jota is a very direct player and knows how to get into those areas where Salah likes to get the ball and then try to beat a man who he's obviously not beating right now. But uh, in in a beat. way... Sorry? He tries to beat three. 
Okay. <laughs> Look, today he didn't even beat one most of the time. <laughs> so you're right. He tries to take it through guys as opposed to using the pass to unlock the defense. He's trying to do it himself. Um, and I like where Jota seems to be the kind of guy who just creates motion. And that's what unlocks it. So I think he'd work well with Tiago. Um, but I agree with you. I think this is going to be the big one in terms of, you know, Tiago will help in that. Um, but, and, and again, I, I not to, not to put Liverpool players down at all, but, um, you know, Klopp has talked about, you know, Liverpool, you know, the players being mental giants. To me, this is the big one. It's, it's easy when you're a top team to push, push, push. But when things aren't going for you, when what's happened before hasn't worked, when you know you need to give more, uh, that's when it becomes really hard. So I would like to see them respond now. And I'm concerned that it's been four games. You know, you had the first game to respond. No, you had the second game to respond. Now this is the third game. You have not responded. So I don't know if we're those mental giants that we thought we were. And I don't know. I don't know what it'll take to get us out of this. I think we'll have to take risks, right? We'll we'll have to take and and, and also the other thing too is we that we've only played eighteen games, so I know we're in January, but technically we're not even at Christmas in in a normal year, right? We haven't played half of our half of the season's not over yet, and so even though Man City should be in first place or yeah within a month or so once they can't play all the catch up games, nobody's running away with this thing yet. So there is still time for us to put things right. We just have to get back to winning maybe three games in a row. Um, it doesn't help that while well, we're playing Burnley and then we play Spurs after that, which anything could happen. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think we need to legitimately think about, you know, changing things up. I mean, I'm watching highlights while we talk and I'm looking in the 61st minute with Salah in the box, three guys surround him and Jeannie's right there. I know nobody I on know. him. And, and I'm sorry, like at some point, even if you don't have a better option, you need the punitively sick guys. And you need to be like, this is not how we win. You're not doing the job that you're paid for. And you're going to sit until you figure out what your job is. Um, you know, and, and not to single Salah out, but man, like, that's just wasteful. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's not even, it's like he believes it's okay not to look up. Right. And, and, and I put, I remember a couple of seasons ago when Mane was frustrated and he was kind of angry with Klopp because I, 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 it, I suspect that it seems as if, Klopp is catering to uh, Mo Salah being selfish because it, it worked in his first two seasons. And he's not insisting that he look up, right? And you know what the thing is? I'm okay with a top striker being selfish. But when you're surrounded by three players, like, no, you know? if yeah. you, Okay, I'll give you an example. You, you're already on two goals and you're looking for the hat trick. In the 90th minute, you go for that shot. You've scored in the last six games. You're feeling it. You're hot. You go for that shot. You can't hit the side of a barn in the last month. You know what? Maybe you look up sometimes. Like, I feel like there's scenarios where you you can't, you know, that's that's Einstein's definition, definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Like, it's not going to happen. You're not feeling it. Get the ball to the people around you. And the beauty is Salah is still a very good player. That's why he draws three defenders to him. Right. By definition, if there's three guys on you, someone's open. Right. Right? Like, like. It it defeats the purpose if you're not going to pass or look for the open player when you're taking on three players. 
And the thing that, that Salah's not realizing, and I, again, I don't know if it's not realized, like, I, I don't know what you'd need to tell him. But again, I assume the coaching staff is talking to him, who knows. But Salah needs to realize, if you make that pass to that other guy twice, they don't even need to score. You just make that pass twice, you're never going to get three guys on you again. Mm-hmm. Because they can't afford to leave their man. Instead, now they know leave your man. Salah's never going to make that pass. You're, you're not. They don't make. They, he doesn't make them pay for leaving their man. So of course they'll leave their man, right? Like if he passed the genie, genie put it in, and he won the game. And the next game, something similar yeah. happened. Do you think people are going to leave their man in the box to come to Salah? No. It makes his life infinitely easier if he makes a pass out of ten. And he's just not doing it. I don't know. It's frustrating. What can I say? Yeah. It's uh, anyway, I mean, we're, we've, we've uh, beat a dead horse into the ground. It's not the game we wanted. Uh, we took some points, but obviously, um, you know, we should be doing better than this. Uh, what did you think, uh, man of the match? I think it has to be Allison, just for those two saves that he made. Um, I would have given it to Thiago, but I think Allison's save. I mean, I don't know if I'd be happier with the loss because then it makes things more concrete but i think the tie hurt more than enough so um yeah it was good that allison kept us in the game agreed and i i would also say not just the the two uh saves uh i think there were some moments where he came out and prevented right. chances that could have been much better so uh again super comfortable with him at the back i'm sure uh tiago and uh and uh uh, Hendo are very happy having him back there. It's it's funny. I'm watching at the 65th minute another free kick that uh, Man U have, and again they walk the ball up five feet, and Liverpool does nothing about it. Just drives me nuts. Um, but no, I gotta agree with you. Allison was the man of the match. I thought the defense played uh, fairly well as our central defenders. Uh, next game, would you want to see Hendo and uh, and uh, Fab back there again? Well, we're playing Burnley next, so I suspect Nafils will come in. And I don't know in our midfield. Um, I, I I say we go again, except maybe replace Shaq with Henderson. So Henderson, oh. Henderson, oh. Thiago, and maybe even Jones. Maybe still not him. I don't know. I'd like to see Jones be given a bit more freedom when he comes on to go forward. I agree. I agree. We don't need him to come on and and play like one him, right? Or yeah we need him to come on and, and there were some times where i thought okay he's 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 actually about to make a move here but then you could see he was just kind of contained yeah and i think he's got the skills going forward uh the other question i would have is with the lineup that we had today uh corner kicks is it even worth crossing it into the box i would say no but there were there there's some like there's an in swinging cross that you can do that that goes all the way across to where Mane usually stays those those have the potential but unfortunately we didn't try that enough i don't know i'm like at some point we are just a short 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 team yeah and and i don't even know like that's why i i want nat phillips so we can actually win a header because it's it's getting painful but uh i mean again man you won today big win for nothing so uh they're ahead of us we're in fourth we could in theory drop to fifth if uh, everton wins um which I, I yeah. can't believe I, I just said. It's it's pretty painful to think Everton might be in front of us. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, let them win, let that happen. And hopefully that 
would kick them into action. And if it doesn't, then we don't deserve to be top four, which is sad, but that's the reality, right? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like I, I don't know what other kick they would need. You know, four games in a row where you, you can't... Is four games with, what, one goal now? In four games? Yeah. Like To be fair, this one... Under any normal circumstances, a zero-zero at home to Man, Man U, no matter how good or bad they, they or we are playing, is not a shock, right? And they they played a decent game in isolation. It's just when we see the patterns. But this game was a lot more. It was a lot more uplifting than the previous two, two and a half. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the other thing that I think will be interesting is uh, we are currently, and you can very much tell, getting every team's best game, right? They're coming and they're thinking, we're going to play the champions. We're going to beat the champions. Now that we're down the table, you know, um, Man City is going to have to deal with that best game and Man U is going to have to deal with that best game. Um and, and who knows, maybe teams will look and be like, you know, oh, they're vulnerable. We can take shots at them, which might open things up. Or they might just think it's another game as opposed to, uh, you know, the the big game that, that teams seem to be lining up for. Because I, I got to say, some of those lower teams are bringing a game against us that they don't play week in, week out. So hopefully, I mean, maybe we get, I don't want to say easier games, but it's not every team's top game week after week. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And and I think the main thing is, like you said, now's the time for them to be mental giants. If when Gomez and Van Dijk were out, we had asked for a situation where we're in third place within three points or two points of, of who's in first, um, we would have taken it, right? And, and, and so, unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to buy a centre-back, so we still have to kind of muddle away with shifting players to and fro but otherwise the rest of the team is is fit well i mean in theory we we probably will be behind man city by four points which is a lot to make up yeah it's 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 a lot to make up but um it could have been a lot worse by now it's just that it's too bad because we had an opportunity to be at least eight points clear by now it's true like i guess you're right i'm looking at it like the opportunity lost and all of that but after we lost gomez and van dyke you know, being in a mix for the lead, four points off the lead, um, wouldn't have been such a bad place to be. Yeah, exactly. It's all about where we are in April. So do you see us uh, next game? Do you see us responding well? Or uh, do you see a little uh, more of the same until maybe we get someone like Jota back who can uh, uh, make some changes and and, uh, change the attitude up front? No, I, I... I think our next game against Burnley, we're definitely going to win. And I'd even say that we're going to beat Man Man U at Old Trafford in the FA Cup. Oh, so don't care about that one, but okay. (laughs) I mean, I assume in the FA Cup, we'll play the B team. I don't know who the B team is anymore because so many people are injured. We're playing regulars, but... um, I don't think we will. I I think he'll go for rhythm and he'll maintain the, the top team there. He may change a few people, but I believe he'll play a strong team there. Just to get them back into some type of rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can tell. Would you say that uh, other than the front three, are the rest of them in rhythm? Um, Trent is certainly not in rhythm. Robertson is just tired mentally. Wijnaldum is just Wijnaldum, and yeah, 
So I, I think it's it's really it's Mo Salah. Sorry, yeah, Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah. I I'd say Mane is fine. Yeah, Mane has been. Uh, I know we we previously talked about the guy we would want to keep between Salah and and Mane would be Salah, but I'm I'm kind of changing my mind. Yeah, you me know? too. Um, Mane brings it every game, and even if he doesn't necessarily have the footwork or draw the attention that Salah does, um, you know, Salah's becoming a frustrating player to watch game in and game out. Um, yeah. You know, and, and playing on a on another team might change something for him, so who knows? But uh, it's it's become a frustrating proposition. But I mean, hopefully, you know, he can snap out of it. Uh, uh, Jota's supposed to come back this month, so that might make changes, and we can get back to our winning ways soon enough. For more stories, analysis, and articles, go to the ForensicCop.com website.